Hello and welcome to the new podcast, A Sailor and a Philosopher Walk Into a Bar. Here we've got Louise and Vieta. We've been friends since middle school. And in this podcast, we get together and we just talk about all the crazy things that are happening in the world and all the bizarre ways that despite our very different career paths, uh, we have kind of ended up on similar tracks today. Enjoy. Okay. All right, sweet. So what's what's going on with Bieta? Well, you know, I finally started listening to a few of our episodes and the first couple of them, I think the timing was off and um, your track would go first and then mine would lag a little bit behind. So it just constantly sounded like, I was interrupting you and or laughing inappropriately. <laughs> but I imagine that's what I sound like normally anyway, so it's not a huge deal. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, did it get better? Did you listen yeah, to more? I, yeah, I think the more recent episodes are like fine, but it was like the first few. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're doing the thing in order to learn the program, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> That's good. Uh, oh, man. I love it, though, because like, I know you don't like listening to yourself. That's, like, hard for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I ran out of things to listen to, and I was like, oh, I might as well listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so that's good um is there anything else new going on uh i didn't get the manager position which is fine because really i mean i think switching to a graveyard shift would have killed me also mm -hmm. um i think i would have just like been trapped in that job because i would have gotten too comfortable so just keep pushing <laughs> so yeah graveyard's hard i mean most of the world does not exist at night <laughs> good <laughs> do you do you work graveyard sometimes now uh if i'm working overtime which they've been asking me to recently because I, I i normally work um 4 p.m to midnight but if um if someone calls off or someone's on vacation they have me stay um midnight to four as well and mm. a lot of people i i don't know if they've like i don't know if they've quit or if they if they're like on vacation for holidays and stuff but um but yeah i've been i've been working a few of those shifts lately it's not terrible um but you know i wouldn't want to do it long term <laughs> yeah yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm I'm glad that you tried to get it. I mean, it's still good just to have the experience of like, you know, applying for the next things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it gave me the confidence that like, I guess I should be applying for management positions. I, I don't know why I haven't been. I think for a while I was just like, oh, I don't want to be in charge of anybody. Like, ugh. After I left the Navy, I just thought... I don't want to be in charge of anybody ever again, but then I go and I work at some of these places and I see how poor the management is and I'm just like, oh, I can do better. <laughs> 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 I 
like, let me have your job. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know that feeling. I, yeah. That's how I've gotten into most of the leadership roles I have taken on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just like, you get, get the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, you just get frustrated that it's being done so poorly, and you're like, obviously, I can do this better. Let me take it from you. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's not, I mean, at least when I've taken on roles for those reasons, I am not always the happiest person once I have the role. (laughs) So... But yeah, so you, but you still have your regular security job, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that just gives me time to, what does it give me time to do? (laughs) I guess work on the blog and then, you know, eventually, um, shoot, I'm enrolling in classes again at uh, the community college. So it'll give me time to work on that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of classes are you taking? Um, I figure like the, you know, the, the business stuff comes easily to me. So, um, I, I talked to the counseling office. They haven't, oh, I, I emailed the counseling office because you know, that everyone's like not there physically, but, um, I think I'm going for like, a associates in business administration right now. Um, so that would, that I think this upcoming semester, that's like, um, <laughs> business 100 marketing 100, which is funny because like, I've already taken like um, shoot, like, all these other business classes, which is, which, which were, like, higher than the, the, the 100 class, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm, like, going backwards, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I should, t- I should take the first one, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can be good, though, to, like, like, you know, you can get, like, good at certain parts of it, but then you kind of, like, forget how the things are generally laid out, mm-hmm. so... I think it's not bad to take 100, like, after you've already been involved in the thing some, because then, like, you'll just, it's kind of a refresher on the stuff that you've already been working on, and it kind of just, like, situates it in the whole, like, space. Mm-hmm. So, that seems good, though. So, wait, is, an associate's is normally a two-year degree, right? Yeah, but I think I have, um, I have a lot of, like, prior credits from, like, other things, like, a, a mix of, like, classes that I took just for funsies, and then, um, and then there's some stuff that I got credit for, uh, in the Navy from the schools that I went to, so I have to see how that works out. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, when does it start? When do those classes start for you? Um, should be February, unless I take, um, there's, like, intercession starting in January, which I think... I don't know. I looked at what was available for January and it looked like a business communication. So if that's still open, I'd like to get in that. But Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Our semester here is starting in February also. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I, I think we're going a little bit later than normal, but not like a ton later. We normally start um, more like the second week of January or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely later for us, but I think, I mean, I kind of like that we're having a longer break. Like we have, I don't know how many weeks it is. It's something like 10 weeks, which is, um, it's a lot because a semester is normally 15 weeks. So it's almost like a whole semester here in the middle. Yeah. Um, 
So, but I like it because I just have more time to be left alone so I can just work on <laughs> what I need to do and not worry about teaching or, you know, just there's a lot of overhead when the actual semester is going for faculty or grad students or whatever. There's just like a bunch of extra stuff you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to leverage the time I have, which is, it's going okay right now. I got this past, um, this past week or so. I have been trying to make big strides on the last chapter of my dissertation and um, launch like this new content strategy for empowerment through thought. Mm-hmm. And um, last week went pretty okay. I got through what I needed to for that week for my dissertation and I got through everything I had to get done for the content stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> that was surprising that I was able to do both of those, honestly. <laughs> what what do you um what do you use again for uh scheduling content ahead of time so on instagram i use later okay that's what it was yeah um which is it's got a pretty good free um like setting so you can do you can do a post a day for basically every day of the month for instagram and for facebook and i think you can do twitter too i don't do twitter so i'm not as sure about that one but you can have a couple channels for free and have one post a day. So, oh, okay. Um, I pay for it now though because I wanted to switch to two posts a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I have stuff scheduled and later now through December. But because you know you don't get, you have to pay a lot more if you're going to get more than two posts a day. I have to wait until. I basically get through December before I can schedule stuff for January. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But it's still like, it's, it's pretty good. Like I'm, I'm quite happy that I don't have to worry about my Instagram other than like, you know, I have to check in and see how people are commenting. Like today I got like a crazy ass comment, but okay. Um, (laughs) Like what? uh, This lady, she's commented before and I've had to like delete her stuff because she's like, I don't know. She she is something else. I don't know. I mean, when you work in like an abuse recovery space, like lots of weird things happen. Like, um, you know, one of the things that like narcissists, people with narcissistic personality disorder do is they often position themselves as the victim of narcissism rather than the actual narcissist. I've Um, seen that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then they come, they come knocking and they're like, Making comments and stuff that feel off. And it's just, you know, you don't, you know, I I don't like to go around saying who's a narcissist and who's not. Like, I'm not in the diagnosis business, but, um, you know, this lady just is really over the top about explaining, like, why everyone in her family is out to get her. And, um, you know, (laughs) her stuff is, like, probably upsetting to other people. Sometimes it's not clear. Sometimes it's just weird. And sometimes it's, like, um, you know, she was like crying out for help one time and she was like, you know, all of these people are out to get me. Here's my address. Come help me. And I was like, oh, I'm deleting that one. Oh, <laughs> like, oh we had a guy like home. that. We had a guy like that in the beginning of uh, Saving Sailors. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what exactly these folks think they're achieving on social media, but it's not wise to put out any personal address for any reason on the internet. So 
we we deleted that one, but then then she came back today and she's just <laughs> I don't even like I just try not to interact with it because I just want to discourage her and I want to mm-hmm. discourage other people from thinking that like I'm going to interact with them when they act that way on my page. Yeah. Uh, but I mean I'm pretty aggressive about like liking and responding to people's stuff, but silence for that kind of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah i've got i've got all my like social media stuff basically and later and then i have a blog that i'm launching on my um on kajabi which is what hosts my website and that has a scheduler built in um and then i'm also launching a podcast so anchor which is where we're hosting this podcast um you can schedule stuff in it too nice so I'm also planning to have a YouTube, but I know the least about what I'm doing with YouTube. So I have not, I have shot my first YouTube, but I have not um, figured out like how to schedule it or whatever with within the platform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I keep wanting to put more stuff out on YouTube and I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had this, I had this concern about like trying to start up these other channels. So that's, that's one reason I went for, you know, like maybe once in a while I can come up with like an idea of what to put on there, but I was like, that's not going to be sustainable. Like I can't consistently just have ideas to put out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but the, the content strategy thing, like the pieces all kind of pull apart from each other. So I only really have to come up with one main thing each week and then it pulls apart so mm-hmm. um, this week that 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 thing went pretty well I'm trying to get it down so I only work on content six hours a week and I, w- I think I spent like seven and a half this past week so I'm not there yet but given that was my first time and I had to do stuff like set up some of the channels or whatever mm-hmm. um, I'm in striking distance I just have to streamline it streamline it some um but the first things don't have to be pretty they just have to be done (laughs) (laughs) done is better than perfect (laughs) yes so so yeah i'm pretty excited about it uh we're doing the first season my audience on instagram voted to cover the question am i toxic (laughs) um which is a good one that's a good like starting point i think Mm-hmm. So this week I was writing all kinds of content about like the difference between being a toxic person and being somebody who sometimes um, engages in toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I had a decent amount of things to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was pleased. <laughs> Subject matter expert right here. <laughs> <laughs> so... It was good, especially after last week I had this, I had like a nightmare client that was just, she was literally like straight out of my worst dreams about (laughs) the kind of people I might work with. So uh, we got got rid of her. We not dealing with her no more. (laughs) You think she listens to this? (laughs) I I don't think so, but at this point I don't care. Uh, she was just a fucking nightmare she got mad at me about some like technical glitch that I had no control over and then 
she was like, oh, I never want to work with you again. And I was like, okay, great. Bye. And then like less than 24 hours, she was like, just kidding. I love you. I want to work with you some more. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, that's some gaslighting. We not doing that. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> so, but I mean, there's like an issue in the space I work in. There's lots of people out here who are authentically just trying to like heal from being in the you know, being on the wrong side of some narcissistic or some whatever, a personality disorder, someone with a personality disorder. But mm -hmm. uh, there are also people out here who have personality disorders and are pretending that they're the victim. So yeah. I need to get a little bit better at trusting my instinct because I, I got the heebie-jeebies with that client from the beginning, but I was kind of like, oh, you're just, you're new at it. Or, you know, <laughs> I had like a bunch of excuses, but like, no, if my gut says like red flag, then it's a red flag. I should walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. It was a good learning experience. I learned some things. I had I had a nice little revisit with my PTSD. So that was nice. We, we touched base. Oh, okay. As long as uh, you guys are staying friends. <laughs> we are, whether I want to or not, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah. What are you doing for like holiday stuff? Do you have any? Have you done any decorations in your house? Are you planning to do anything? Oh, shit. I mean, that's that's like what I'm in the middle of right now. Is that I've been trying. I mean, for I think the whole time I've lived in this apartment, it's been an uphill battle to get like stuff organized, and I've just recently been trying to get stuff the heck out of my living room so I can put the Christmas tree up, mm. and um. I'm almost there as of like right before we started this podcast. There's a space for it. It's vacuumed. I just <laughs> need to get it. And and I have um I have like a really stupid easy Christmas tree to put up too. I don't know if you've seen the kind that's just like it's basically a giant cone on a pole. <laughs> it takes <laughs> it takes like two seconds to put up it's pre-decorated mm. it's pre-lit and i just it just needs to get out of the box that's all and i mm. i don't know the like the past like month or so i've had Catherine sorting through all her toys and there's one night where i came home from work and she was still awake and on the computer so i made mm. her like i was like oh okay you want to be awake right now at midnight we can both be awake and I had her, like, take all of her toys uh, to the living room so we could, like, sort through them. But then, like, mm -hmm. that wasn't, like, the best thing. <laughs> because then they, all that shit just stayed there for, like, for, it's probably been over a month. But we probably, we, we finally, like, sorted through and got things back in the bedroom. And then we have, like, a pretty decent, like, bag of stuff to take to Goodwill. Which, you mm -hmm. know, it's good. But... Yeah. And then she wanted to get rid of stuff, which was, like, surprising to me that she wanted to get rid of. But I was like, okay, if it gets it out of here, mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's fine. But... Yeah. Yeah, we've had similar issues um, with, like, because we moved. Okay, but we, like, we moved months ago. <laughs> we moved in, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't remember what month. It was earlier in the pandemic, something like July yeah um but we like i get really really stressed about hanging stuff on the walls like drilling holes in the wall 
Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure why this stresses me out so much. Like I've never had something fall off the wall and like, it's not like I wasn't allowed to do this kind of thing in my life. I've just, I don't know. I've lived in apartments so long. That's just like not a thing you do. So yeah. <laughs> um, we just didn't put up a lot of stuff. And like, we finally, we wanted to put decorations up and we were like, okay, we can't, I don't know how to decorate when we haven't even like put up shelves. Like what do I decorate? Like there's a bunch of blank walls. I don't know where to start. <laughs> so we've been, uh, we've been trying to decorate, but we haven't actually gotten very much there today. We we've, we've started to actually hit the, the Christmas stuff, but we had to mount our TV on the wall last weekend. Oh, that is um, a pain. Oh my God, it was so <laughs> stressful. And like, we have uh, like a stud finder, but I don't know. It makes shit up. It's so Yeah, I have like two stud finders and I don't think, I think both of them are lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> You just have to take like a million data points and then kind of guess in the middle of those. <laughs> like, okay, there's probably something here. So, uh, we got it. We got it up, and it was it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. It just took like all day on um, last Saturday. So, yeah. Um, and we got like the shelf. We had to put one shelf up that we like. We had these shelves in our old apartment though, like from IKEA, and. We needed a shelf for our sound bar so that the thing could still function. And yeah. we got that. It was so good for the living room because we had all of this stuff on like an extra coffee table that we had like pushed up against the wall. But it was so difficult to like walk around it. Mm -hmm. And like we lived like that for months because putting a TV up is stressful. <laughs> it is. I can confirm. <laughs> Did not enjoy it. But the TV has not yet fallen off, so I think we probably did it right. <laughs> That's good, and doesn't look like it's, like, kind of leaning or anything, like, it's about to come out the wall. Because that was the problem I had the first time I put my TV up, and I was like, oh, that's not right. And we had to go <laughs> back to it, like, a couple weeks later and, like, do it right. <laughs> yeah, we haven't noticed this. So it's got, okay. um, it's kind of, like, swings out a little bit, because we weren't our living room is really not very well suited to having a TV. It's like, it's kind of a rectangular shape and yeah. the way, like we have like this one big window in the living room and like, it's basically exactly where you would normally put a couch. Um, so we've, we've kind of like set the couches. So you're focused on talking to each other. Not that we, we don't have friends. We don't talk to anyone, but in theory, <laughs> like, <laughs> The couches look at each other and then we have the TV on the wall. So we sit kind of at an angle on the couch. So we got the kind that can like swing out a bit so that we can angle it depending on which couch we're sitting on. Mm -hmm. um, so like it's, that part seems to be working okay. Um, but nothing super, super red flaggy has happened about it. And it's just been so freaking nice to have it up off the floor. Like I feel dumb that we waited so long, but this weekend... Uh, we managed to get through that. We're trying. We're still trying. That was because we were trying to do Christmas decorations. And today, in our efforts to do Christmas decorations, I had to hang some. I had to put up like four different shelves, <laughs> including like a giant shelving unit from IKEA that's super freaking heavy. 
So um, it's actually on the wall behind me right now, and it's been up for maybe an hour and a half, and it has not fallen yet. So <laughs> uh, that's good. And, but I had like I don't understand how what stud finders what's wrong with them because like I think I probably drilled into a stud and one of these because I was like partially lucky, but. It was, it's just like so freaking random. I put it over the same exact piece of wall and it was like, red alert, here it is, here it is. And then you do it five seconds later. It's like, there's nothing here. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> that is relatable. <laughs> so meanwhile, we still haven't put up the Christmas decorations. We did get, um, we decided we wanted to have two trees this year um, because our, our, we have a sunroom now and it was, it's a really tall room and it just like, it really felt like it, it should have a tree, but we like to have our tree in the living room and like the main place that we spend time in. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, let's have like one fake one and one real one. Cause normally we're like purists and are like only real trees for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so but I was like looking at fake trees and like that room is tall. It's, it's probably like 12 feet tall. So I was like, okay, we need like a really big artificial tree. And then I was like, $200. I don't think so. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so I went on like Wayfair of all places and they had like a seven and a half foot black Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And I was like, black, that can be for Halloween too. We need this. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We did a Halloween tree this year. <laughs> nice. Um, I did one once in my life for like a haunted holiday party where it was like between Christmas and Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have a black tree though. We had um, I don't remember exactly what we had. I think we had like a regular Christmas tree, but we had like all spooky stuff on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but we. This was our first time ever having an artificial tree. And, like, it looked like a collection of Q-tips when we got it. <laughs> it did not look like a tree at all. But we, we've got it together. It's looking good. We also got our we, – we ordered some carpets from Ruggable for that room. I um, fucking love Ruggable. <laughs> yeah, Ruggable's the shit. But I was, I was so scared when we got it because – um, you know, that room is like the biggest space in our entire house. Like it's, it's like open concept. So it's just like straight, super long, very high ceilings. And the carpet was like too big to stand up in our living room. Like the, the box was so long uh, for this carpet. And I was like, oh my God, we've bought the biggest carpet ever. Like it's never going to fit. <laughs> And I was just like, how do you return a carpet? It's a pandemic. And I was just like freaking out. And um, <laughs> we cleaned up the space and we got the carpet in and it's just the right size. It's not too freaking giant. So I am so happy that it wasn't a dumb thing for the space. Uh, it's brown. It's not like my favorite thing, but we're trying to have kind of a natural like browns and greens and white and black in that space. Um, cause it's kind of, you know, it's a sunroom and like at least times of the year there's green outside. So we're trying, that's not my, that's not my comfortable space for color schemes. And I'm not much of like, I don't, I don't know how to like coordinate colors. I don't know how to design spaces. Like I, I watched a Skillshare video about interior design and I learned <laughs> kind of how carpets work. So I tried, <laughs> uh, but 
Now we have a couple though that are five by seven, I think. So we can like put different ones in different rooms because they all share the same mat. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for it. I love how easy they are to clean, but that one's going to be harder because it's just, it's, it's bigger. It, it fit the space good, but it is a much bigger thing than the five by sevens we normally have. So, mm -hmm. but we got that in, and we did get the Christmas tree up. So we did get like one decoration up, but like all of this stuff has been in the name of trying to get the Christmas decorations. <laughs> <laughs> Just we're not doing it. We, we did get, we, we bought an inflatable Mickey off of uh, Facebook marketplace for like 10 bucks. Oh, nice. Um, and he's, he's dressed like Santa and he's got a little present and, uh, my partner's boss actually showed up at our doorstep like really awkwardly yesterday. Um, this is like my partner has not seen this man for eight, nine months at this point. Um, and he just showed up because he had like a little Christmas gift baskety thing. But of course, the one time somebody we know like shows up at the house, Mickey had freaking fell fallen over and was like nose first in the concrete. Oh no. <laughs> And I was like, way to represent Mickey, keeping it together. <laughs> He's like drunk Mickey. <laughs> you don't have like, um, he, he should have like loops and stuff that you can like put stakes in or like, uh, like tie him to a sandbag. Yeah. So he's, he lives on our porch oh, and okay. he, he does have some ties and we, we have columns on our porch. So we have connected with bungees, the, the string he has. But the thing is, he can't, he's not secured like vertically. So he mm -hmm. can't fall off the porch, but he can nosedive in the right circumstance. <laughs> but like his fan is pretty good. So he doesn't deflate. He just looks like he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the same thing with my, uh, I have an inflatable Christmas Darth Vader that I got for like mm. 20 bucks. And, um, when he deflates, um, I don't know, he kind of gets, because I have, like, a, I mean, it's not a small balcony, but it's, you know, he it's kind of cramped for Darth Vader, so <laughs> when, when he deflates and he re-inflates later on, you know, like, the next day, um, if I don't physically go out there and, like, get him untangled from like the balcony railing he just looks like he's doubled over and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it just looks bad <laughs> yeah inflatables are kind of high maintenance like they seem like they it would really be simple. it's not simple <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i was like oh i'll just have him on a timer and i won't even have to do anything but like yeah, I do. That's a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and like the weird thing about this inflatable, because I think it's a little bit older, like it has a light in it, but it's not an LED light, I don't think. And it doesn't light up his head. It's just like it sits below his head cavity, which is separated from the rest of him. So his torso glows, but his head doesn't. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, it was 10 bucks, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> but we got him out there and Jeremiah is putting up the lights. It, Jeremiah had never put up lights because he had lived in, you know, apartments um, his whole life. So 
I had to like tutor him and like, okay, you just put the nail in. He's like, how do you attach it? I'm like, you see the string, put the string around the nail. Don't hammer it into the string if it's plugged in because you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's, I think he's wrapped up and we have, we have some icicle lights. Um, it is very difficult to find lights out here right now. Like we went, we had to go hunting to buy some today. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't, we obviously did not go hunting as in we went into stores because we don't want to die for lights. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I was like on Target and Lowe's and like all the Lowe's was like, we have lights for you. Great. And I was like, great. I'm going to have seven of them. And they were like, just kidding. We don't have any lights at all. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> So they canceled my order, oh, <laughs> but Home Depot came through for us. So we got, we got some more, we're just getting some cheapy, um, like iridescent lights for the black tree, because what I really want is like this super fancy programmable, like LED lights. Um, cause I want to be able to not change the lights for different holidays, but then be able to have you know, like an orange one or a purple one for Halloween and then turn yeah. it into like white and red or whatever for, for Christmas. So, but those are so freaking expensive. So uh, we're going to try to pick some up after Christmas, hoping that they'll be more discounted. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> that's when I get all my wrapping paper. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good plan, man. We bought some from Target on their, on their sale. But, like, Target has, like, designer wrapping paper. Like, it's so much more expensive than the Dollar Tree, which is what I do by default. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we do have some wrapping paper now that has avocados on it. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, like, competitive out here to get Christmas decorations this late in December. It's the 13th. It is not that late in December, but... Uh, people out here just like do this stuff like way early and then the stores get super tapped. So mm -hmm. you've got to, you've got to get out there and fight for it. Like in the past, <laughs> I've almost, I've almost not got been able to get a physical, like a real Christmas tree because you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not on top of my shit. I'm not ready to do this at Thanksgiving or whatever. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not always like a last minute person, but you know, I'm doing it about average and by then all the Christmas trees are gone. So <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if I don't do shit early, I it 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 ends up being really late. Like I was ready to put up the Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving, but then my mom was like, "Oh, let's get the carpets professionally cleaned." I'm like, "Uh uh uh okay and then that's you know we're just not gonna have christmas this year that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was worried this this would be my life with hanging things up like i wouldn't have a single decoration up but i'd have all my shelving up and have all the the things up on the wall <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like we might we might not stop there it's just it's hard when you're you know when you work full-time um mm -hmm. Or like it, your schedule where you, you work, you know, you don't always know when you're going to work or whatever. It's hard to like have the energy to go and work on kind of these extra things when, you know, whatever. It's just time's going to pass. The holiday's going to be done. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. <laughs> <sighs> 
But yeah, I've been I've been different kinds of dead lately. So that's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my like dissertation work is I haven't worked on my dissertation since July. And I didn't work on it that much in July. Like I kind of touched it a little bit in July. Um, but I haven't, I just haven't done any, I haven't done any serious philosophy at all. And I haven't done dissertation work, which is like a special kind of angst. Um, and it's just, it's so like when I get into it, I get really into it and like, I'm really focused on it, but because it requires like my brain super focusing on stuff, I get tired from it in like a really different way than I get tired from, you know, making Instagram posts or, you know, the kind of the other things I do in my life right now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's hard to, cause I've been away from it for so long. Like I kind of remember that I used to be tired in these ways, but I didn't, you know, I kind of like lost touch with what that's actually like. And, you know, I feel like it should just be the same as the other kind of work I do. And it's just, it's not, it's really, it's demanding in a way that makes me physically tired, even though I am just using my brain for it. Mm-hmm. So I'll be super happy when it's, when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So have you like, do you, I know you were in like a think tank and stuff for a while. Do you have any like kind of mentory kind of people that you're working with for your, for your stuff? Um, kind of none, none that I've like, I'm actively talking to. I just know like people that I can reach out to, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Have they, have they been helpful to you in the past? Uh, I haven't talked to them, so <laughs> I'm sure they would be <laughs> if I did. Yeah, I'm trying to like build a mentorship thingy with um, this lady that was in my, she was in my cohort when I got trained as a philosophical counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, slightly complicated because she she's in Sweden, so... Um, English isn't a problem. That part's totally fine. It's just like, she lives like in the Arctic circle. So it gets really dark there really, really early. (laughs) (laughs) Like the time difference is a little bit wonky. So like, I think I was talking to her at three o'clock her time and it was already dark. And I was like, whoa, what time is it? (laughs) Like, I don't, what is happening? (laughs) So, um, but I just started, uh, to kind of touch base with her and trying i'm trying to get a mentory kind of thing she hasn't done tons of philosophical counseling but she's worked as like a life coach and stuff before oh okay that's good um so and she she wants to practice coaching in english um Mm -hmm. which like her her english is quite good but i you know like whenever you learn a different language there's like random words you don't know yeah (laughs) so um, I'm trying to do like a mentorship kind of thing. Cause like my, my therapist was like, it's bad that you're trying to do this and you don't have any like supervision or anything. Like there's nobody, there's only nobody <laughs> telling you how to do the thing you're trying to do. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I can kind of, maybe. And 
she kept being like, you keep asking me questions that I'm not supposed to answer because like that your supervisor should help you with that. I shouldn't help you with that. <laughs> but your, your therapist said that? Yeah, my therapist is like, well, we got it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. Um, but I don't, I mean, I'm never going to have supervision because I would have to be like in the, in the context of our program and stuff. And that's just in this country, that's not how philosophical counseling works. So, um, but I can kind of like work with this other person, but like, I don't know. I've never had a really functional mentorship kind of relationship. Like I kind of have that with my advisor for grad school, but I mean, he doesn't know my stuff very much like he doesn't do buddhist philosophy at all um he knows like he's a really good philosopher he knows how philosophy works and like he's definitely helped me improve but i feel like a lot of times we're more like colleagues than we are really like mentor mentee kind of relationship Mm -hmm. um partially because like i am teaching him buddhism as i talk about the things (laughs) so uh that's a little bit different than uh mentorship i don't know in some ways he's my mentor, but in some ways he's not. So <laughs> I just like, don't really know what these are supposed to look like. And this lady I'm working with is super nice and she's very flexible. She's like, Oh, there's lots of different things. This could be like, what do you think would be most helpful? And it's just kind of weird. So I'm like, I don't know. I need this thing, but like, I don't even know what this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> are you in any like communities for life coaches? Yeah, so I poke around that space some. Um, I haven't found any place that really, like, seemed to offer a lot of value. Um, like, a lot of good conversations about life coaching. There are places where people tend to advertise themselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, that gets a bit frustrating. Um, but I just, I haven't really found a place that kind of, I don't know, made sense to me. Yeah, there's, um, shoot, I'm in a group for this, uh, life coaching thing for this course that I bought because I just apparently just buy courses for everything, um, because I didn't, I didn't want to be a life coach, I just thought the, the thing was interesting, um, but it's called a Transformation Academy, and their, their, their Facebook group seems helpful for people who actually want to be life coaches, not me, but, you know, <laughs> I can... I can send you a link to that. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I'm open to trying new things. I have I have weird feelings about Facebook groups. Like, you know, Instagram's more my platform than Facebook. Right. Yeah. I mean, I use I use Facebook groups some. Um, but like the I don't know. Like, I feel like I've never seen a really good example of a Facebook group that I thought was like really functional and really like achieving the goals it set out for itself. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> so, I mean, I see a lot of I'll see a lot of nonsense and I I mean, I see some people I mean, I definitely see Facebook groups where like kind of through crowdsourcing the people like exchange value or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and like I comment on stuff, I participate in things when they're interesting to me, but I guess maybe I don't know how to leverage them or maybe I'm just not in the right kind of things or I don't know. I remember one time I posted on a Facebook group for, I don't, I don't remember if I told you this or not, but like I posted, um, I was trying to figure out how to like do a little bit of market research using, using these groups. Mm -hmm. And 
I had just posted a question in one of these groups and it had gotten rejected from the administrators because they were like, how dare you ask a question and not tell us something about yourself? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, Lord, you do not know what philosophers are like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, If you have to tell somebody something about yourself every time you ask a question, philosophers are literally out of a job. Like... (laughs) They do not know how to do that. So I like never tried to post in that group again. Cause I was like, that is the dumbest fucking rule I have ever heard. Was that actually in the group rules? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what the administrator said. I mean, I don't know. I looked at the rules, but like, I guess I didn't, some, some of the places have such detailed rules. You're like, I don't know. It's better to just like try some stuff and see if it sticks. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. And then I, I don't, for some of the spaces, like I get the heebie-jeebies a little bit because, you know, sometimes I feel like people are posting and I don't know how authentic they're being about the posts or like, it's kind of a weird space when you're talking about things like abuse and that, that kind of space, because, you know, sometimes people who have like, um, you know, learning differences or they have a mental disability or something will post and it can be like, you don't know that about them when they're posting. Mm-hmm. So it can, like, you know, so little about the, the folks that are posting. I feel like it's, it's a hard, it's a hard space to occupy in, in my opinion. Cause it's just, it's just, you don't know enough about what you're doing to try to like do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's better for like more concrete things. Like maybe I just think that like abuse stuff is weird. Um, like abuse recovery spaces are kind of weird yeah, in, this, yeah. in this form. But like I have planner groups that I think are pretty functional um, where they're like a Facebook group started by a planner shop and they post, you know, people post the things they bought from the shop and they talk about the things they'd like to see from the shop and they share how they're using the things they bought from the shop. And like, that makes sense. All of that seems good. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so concrete. Like I don't, I don't do anything that concrete. (laughs) (laughs) So. But yeah, I don't know. Have you, like, what do you think makes for, like, a really functional Facebook group? Um. I don't know. That was a good question because I wouldn't know either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because lately Saving Sailors has been kind of dead, so. Mm. Yeah. Um. I mean, it probably does something like it builds community, so like people feel like they're friends in the space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's one group I'm part of where everyone like seems to be really good at contributing value to the group but I don't know how you get a lot of people like that together in one space this like I don't know maybe this group was just lucky but (laughs) yeah I mean I I know that like people run like kind of their mastermind circles on Facebook groups yeah um I mean those are those are private you have to pay to like become part of those spaces kind of thing and like that makes sense because everyone's kind of vetted like um, and they're people who are really motivated because they spent like a good chunk of money to be there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but maybe part of the problem is I've never paid to be part of a group. I've always just, you know, <laughs> searched oh. for keywords on Facebook and found things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that's a good point. The, the, the group I was just talking about, I did buy, like, a course that goes with the group. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, what's the course on? It was, uh, I mean, it was a capitalism.com thing. It's, uh, I, I think I've told you before uh, about Ryan Daniel Moran. I, I really like his stuff. So I've, mm-hmm. I've, I, I bought um, one of his courses, but I'm, I'm part of his little community, which is nice, like, to see all these people making way, way more money than me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they also share, you know, the steps that they've gone through to get there. But, mm-hmm. but he's all about, um, physical products and I'm not really sure I want to do that just yet like I do like physical products make sense to me but I just don't really like I don't know like I don't know I can't find anything that would make sense for me I mean last time you told me that ex-navy people start doing woodworking so I actually so last <laughs> last night I went back because I keep like every so often I'll, I'll still like go back to ClickBank and look at like oh maybe this is a product I can promote and they they actually do have a lot of uh wood woodworking like type of products and I was like you know I should just start promoting all the woodworking stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah just make money off the stereotype it sounds good to me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, I think like one issue I have with empowerment through thought is I understand a bit more of how things are supposed to work. If you're a content creator than anything else, like just kind of, I, I understand like what an influencer is. I don't think I would ever be that thing or anything like that, but like, I can see how people make money on things like YouTube. I can see, And I can see how like part of the way to part of that path is like you build up a following there. And then from that, you, you direct them towards, you know, the print on demand services that you're using that capture some of the content that you've created. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that seems to make sense to me. Um, Obviously there's things like, you know, you can monetize your YouTube channel or whatever, have ads on the podcast, but I'm not really sure I want to go to that space. I think I'd rather make my spaces more ad free and then um, use those spaces more to drive people to the information products that I'm hoping to create. Yeah. Dude, you know who fucking (laughs) has a lot of ads in his podcast? Um, Dave Asprey. I don't know if you know who, who he is, but he's like, he's really big in like the, the, functional medicine world and stuff and like biohacking and like i should i should know to expect it by now that he starts off his podcast with like three ads in a row that sound like it sounds like useful content and then it just ends up with oh and uh you know what would be good for that this product that i'm advertising uh use the code dave for 40 percent off I'm like what the fuck <laughs> i thought you were telling me stuff about the brain <laughs> <laughs> That was the one I, I I listened to one last night, and he's like just dropping all these cool facts about like um, about the brain and like um, neuroplasticity, and then he's just like, oh, and um, 
blah 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 this website for 40 percent off i'm like what (laughs) 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 not it's a wild world out here with the different ways people try advertising stuff (laughs) but i mean i don't I wouldn't like drop like put any shade on somebody for for advertising or anything. I just think like if you're gonna work like I kind of want to work in more of like an education space. And I mean I don't know maybe functional medicine is you might argue is also kind of an education space. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I get the heebie-jeebies when I advertise or encourage other people to participate in something that I haven't myself participated in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and like, I don't want to put in the time to have to go participate in a bunch of crap, um, in order to like figure out which things are worth advertising. Dude, that, that's, I mean, that's the big problem I, I was telling you before that I had with ClickBank. I was like, all these things seem scummy and I just like, I would want to like go and look at the product myself and uh, like before I advertise it. And the stuff I was looking at last night, aside from uh, the woodworking stuff was like all this like survivalist prepper stuff. And I'd, I'd click on the thing and, <laughs> and they're, 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 um, their video sale sales letter would just start off with something really fucking unnecessary like like um oh you wake up at 2 a.m to the sound of a gunshot and your wife screams and blood pours from her face i was like that's so fucking unnecessary <laughs> like oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of scary to push people towards that that kind of thing without really knowing what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that kind of thing I can like relate to more for like the planner world. Like, I mean, there's like I follow this one Mormon lady who like she just she like has a job basically just reviewing planners um, of lots of different kinds. And every time she reviews one, she gets the product usually sent to her for free. And then she gets a code um, where, you know, you can get 10% off or 15% off. And she gets a kickback every time somebody uses the code. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I understand that model some. And that feels okay in, like, the planner world because the things are relatively straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you, you're going to get a book and the book's going to have paper that looks like this. And you're going to write things in it like this. <laughs> like That's pretty much the whole thing. Um, but I don't know. Stuff's crazy. And then, I mean, I feel like it's also complicated since I work in kind of a more difficult space where, like, I need to maintain trust with my audience um, yeah. in a different way. Otherwise, they're not going to buy the other things. Or, sorry, they're not going to, like, they're, they're going to think I'm full of shit on other stuff that I actually do, like, what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, I don't know. I think I'm probably going to shoot for, like, pushing people towards my print-on-demand kind of products rather than trying to make money getting people to go towards other things. But I'm not – I mean, I say that now. I might change my mind. I feel like there are some things I can feel good about, like Skillshare. I don't know if if you've used Skillshare before, but – No. It's like – it's a product I actually use. It's a thing I really enjoy using. It's got a lot of different things. And I think at least some of their courses and stuff would be good for, you know, somebody who's looking for a way to, to kind of develop a hobby and an identity outside of their, um, you know, difficult past. 
Oh yeah, do, do do they have an affiliate program? Yeah, a lot of okay. the YouTubers I watch, um, like you know, advertise Skillshare or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean that that would be the best thing to do is ad- advertise um, things that you're already using. Like most most things out there have an affiliate program, and you don't even realize it. Like like if you can find like a product that's on Target. And, like Target has an affiliate program, if, so if you can find something on Target that you could re- recommend to your audience, then um, you know you could make money as like a Target affiliate or like a Best Buy. Or, I don't, I don't know if there would be anything at Best Buy, but you know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I had no idea Target had an affiliate program. That's so weird. Yeah, the, it, it's it's one of like the bi- the bigger ones, I think. But Target and Best Buy are, are pretty big. Um, Kajabi actually has uh has its own affiliate program too. But. yeah i that makes sense to me because i i definitely have seen a lot of youtubers like awkwardly explaining how to use kajabi to do things that kajabi is not really designed to do <laughs> 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 uh, that makes sense uh i haven't looked into it too much but i think i did use somebody's when i signed up because it like one of the perks that you got is you had a longer period where you weren't paying for it at the beginning oh okay um but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. And like, I mean, I'm I'm definitely interested in making money. I did I did get paid for the first time. Nice. Um, this past week, I was I was underpaid. It was not, <laughs> <What>? not so nice. <laughs> the amount of effort and everything that went into the to making all of that work was it didn't balance out. But in the end, I got paid. I made some money. That's that's the first step, right? Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm figuring it out. I'm trying to remember, I'm not trying to prioritize making money, but it's also kind of, it's like nerve wracking as you go through the building an audience kind of process, because Mm -hmm. building an audience, you can be super successful at and not make a dime. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So so it's stressful, but trying to remember, you know, kind of like you have with your, um, you know, working, not military, sorry, working. I, oh, by the way, my partner brought me a beer in the middle of this, so. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to disintegrate. Um, awesome. It's a dark beer, too. Um, anyways, uh, like you have with your security job, like you have a way to have some funds and you also have your um, GI bill to help out once classes start up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some other steady funds right now, so I don't, I don't have to like feel the pressure of like, you have to make money the second or you're going to die. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I have always lived as a poor person and I kind of like psychologically, I feel that <laughs> I feel like every, every piece of content I put out, every single thing I put out that's not making money. I'm like working against myself, even though I know that that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it's just a process. You gotta, you gotta be patient. I'm hoping I can, you know, Live the dream of having Disney Vacation Club some point in this process. <laughs> Be that wealthy. So we'll see. But for now, building an audience, building my list. My list is not so great. I have over 2,000 followers on Instagram, but I only have like 20 people on my email list. So I need to beef that up because Instagram can be gone in a second. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I'm hoping this other these other channels and stuff that I'm I'm doing is is gonna help. But we're gonna we're gonna have to see because there's there's no guarantees out here and in, in on the internet. 
So do you have any final thoughts for us today, Bietta? Um, not really. Um, live fast, eat trash. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We release a new podcast episode every week and be sure to check us out on social media. Louise is at empowerment through thoughts on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. And you can find Beta at to go ashore. Thanks. Thanks.